one. Why should they have won? Because the defense only gave up 17. Yeah, and started once at the their... Quarterback threw three, quarterback right. threw three interceptions. Yes. The, uh, the tight end and the uh, wide receiver each dropped the ball leading into the third and final interception. Like, no, they shouldn't have won. Well, I, they I mean, got they, what they deserved. They, they did lost. because they their quarterback played terrible and threw three interceptions. Yeah, your quarterback throws three interceptions, but they they should have beaten this team. Jason, if I told you going into the game that the defense would limit uh, Josh Jacobs to six, uh, I think what he had sixty nine yards in this one, and then Devontae Adams would have four catches for forty five yards, you go, yeah, they'll probably win that game, right? Uh, sure. I mean, look, the, the, this is this is the reality of not being and, and look, Aaron Rodgers was not great last year. Totally get it. People can push back on this all they want, but this is the reality of having a mortal who plays quarterback. Yep. Uh, your defense can hold the opposing running back to sixty-nine yards, and your defense can hold the opponent to 17 points and your uh the opposing coach can do something uh as stupid as kicking the field goal when you already are in a position where they have to score a touchdown to beat you anyway why are you not going for it on fourth and two instead you're kicking a 52 yard field goal which made no sense like these are all things that happen in games and when you have a great quarterback, which Aaron Rodgers was not last season, but when you have a great quarterback, they are good enough to get you across the finish line even when other stuff goes wrong offensively, defensively, special teams, whatever. Now, not always in the playoffs. When your special teams have a meltdown and you're playing a good defense, even though you're at home, yeah, game you should win, like the one against San Francisco – but they still lost it. But the reality is, is this is this is how everyone else feels. And we just haven't felt this way except for, you know, in 2017 when Rodgers broke his collarbone and in 2013 when Rodgers broke his collarbone and on those occasions during like 05 and 06 when Favre wasn't very good. But like, this is what we did in 2008. Like, I would say Rodgers was better through five games, but their numbers are close and they went two and three and they lost some games. They should have won. Like this is, you know, this is what was so irritating to me. You know, Tausch repeatedly saying how awesome Jordan had been in the first two games. Like that, this is why we have to look at the entire 17 game picture. There are going to be moments where things are really good, and then there's going to be moments where they suck, and then there's going to be a bunch of moments in between where he's not bad, he's not good, he's not terrible, he's not awesome, he's just sort of a guy trying to figure it out. And that's where they're at, and that's what I knew this season was going to be. I, You know, do I think now because they've lost three of their last four that now I'm going to be right about them going 6-11? and 11? No, I still think they're going to win more games than that. But this was a game that you're right. This is not a very good football team coached by a guy who's not a very good football coach. I don't care how long he worked for Belichick. This is a game they should have won. 
Devontae Adams didn't go off. Josh Jacobs didn't go off. I guess Jacoby Myers did to some degree. But, like, this this is not the kind of team that you walk out of Allegiant Stadium going, whew, well, we gave them a good fight, but, man, that's a really good team. We had our hands full. No, the Raiders stink. So this is what it's going to be like. And then in two weeks when they play Denver, I'll be honest, they could go into Denver because Denver's really bad and whoop up on them. They could also go to Denver and lose. This is the reality of a young team, a first-year starter as a quarterback, and a lot of young guys around him that were all smitten with the high draft choices and the potential of these players. But I think Christian Watson had some opportunities to make some plays tonight, and he failed. I think Romeo Dobbs cannot drop that ball on the sideline. I think Luke Musgrave, who got an earful from LaFleur at one point, I don't care how big and strong and fast he is, he clearly is a young guy who played two frickin' games last year for Oregon State and is learning on the go. Uh, you got Tucker Kraft trying to come across and block uh, Max Crosby. Um, like, these are, these are young players who are going to get better but they're not good enough yet. And tonight we saw an example of that. Uh, we'll do a story maybe you have thought about. What, what is the problem at the start of the game offensively? Because clearly very, very of all the issues, I think that has to be considered the biggest one. Yeah, I, I, my, my gut tells me um, that Matt LaFleur – as a coach, is struggling to figure out what exactly he needs to give, not just Jordan Love, but the young guys around him. I I really think he's struggling to figure out what his start of the game approach needs to be. I do. Um, And whether or not – whether or not he's going to get that figured out or whether this is just yet another example of, of something that takes time. Um, I think it is. I, I just, I just think it's really. So what's the you know, problem for like the start of like, the game? Like I thought they, I liked the way they started the game, right? Like they got a guy who needed a confidence boost going early in AJ Dillon running behind that offensive line they they came out and ran the ball against a crappy run defense mm-hmm. and had success and I, I like that I like that that's how they started but again they you know and look this is why it's hard to be consistent when you're inexperienced in the NFL because you you got to be able to put together what 10 good plays on some drives, and when you have young people, they they struggle to put 10 good plays together without somebody screwing up, without somebody uh, messing up on a protection or somebody messing up on their assignment or running their route incorrectly. Like, all it takes are some very little mistakes, and that messes everything up. But then the start of the and, second half, you get a touchdown and a field goal, and this is not this game. It's been other games. So right, it's, 
right. I think they, I think they start to figure out what's going to work. Hmm. Right? Like I don't know. That's why I'm asking. I. Well, you've seen. I mean, you've seen like 70 years of football. Yeah. Like, you know, you you start to see. Well, I mean, the first game he watched, okay. Jason, yeah. he actually didn't watch it. He received updates via telegram. telegram. Yes. No, I, but I don't right. remember. Don Hudson. I, yes, I don't remember a team that, you know, with a young quarterback that if you're bad the first half, you generally are bad the second half. I, I mean, so I'm just, I, you may have you may have had the answer. You may have the answer. And then it's still the dynamics of, so it's all about figure, wouldn't it all be about figuring out what's best for Jordan Love? How to get the best out of Jordan Love, and Lafleur hasn't figured it out, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, but I mean, again, he's got to spend more time I on this than I would say anything else, right? I'm, and I'm guessing he is, right? I mean, you know, I, I, I don't want to. I'm not here to kill Matt Lafleur for that, right? Like, I'm not either. It's hard, right? Like he's, yeah. I know, I know you're not, but I'm, I'm saying that I think. People always want to be able to say, okay, it's this guy's fault. This is why I'm mad with my favorite team because he's not doing his job well enough. You know, I saw Steve Scafidi tweeted to me a bunch of questions I should ask after the game. Unfortunately, I'm in our guest room, so I was not there to ask them. But he was right. There are some serious questions that need to be asked about to Matt LaFleur. I don't disagree. You know, this is a process. But, again, they have chosen to do this, and we have chosen, some of us more than others, to put greater expectations on a team that probably does not merit them. Right? Like, we're looking around at at how crappy the rest of the NFC is and saying, eh, they're they're better than these guys and these guys and these guys and these guys. Well, maybe not. But we want to believe that because they're wearing the uniforms that we have seen win – a crap load of games over the last 30 years. And and no one wants to use the word rebuilding and all these other things. But, you know, I thought it was really interesting during the week that you heard the offensive coaches, and they weren't dogging their guys, but they were talking about how there's an, a lack of precision to the offense of, you know, in the passing game, guys getting to a, getting to the right spot but not at the right time or not being in the right spot and how that contributes to Jordan Love's completion percentage. Now, it's not all because of that, just like it's not all because of drops. Like, he threw the one, I mean, uh, the one he threw right to Mickey Robert Spillane tonight. Like, you know, that's the kind of mistake that you're not supposed to make if you're playing in the NFL. But we see other young quarterbacks make those throws. Heck, we saw Aaron Rodgers throw a few of those over. Oh, I was about to say, we've seen so, veteran quarterbacks where you just lose the linebacker right. and it happens. It looks bad because it is, but uh, I'm... It is bad. Yeah. Uh, I'm, you can survive that. It doesn't mean that his you know career is over. Can't survive three of them. Can't survive three of them. And I know when he made the comment, he's honest about the, the one I was trying to win the game. You didn't need to throw that pass to win the game. I mean, they had more than enough no, time. You, you, yeah, you didn't. Uh, yeah, I would agree. But this is um, this is just the game, Jason, where you didn't have Aaron Jones, and I was, I guess, frankly, a little surprised he didn't play. But this uh, is yeah, it, it's 
it sure sounded like uh, after the game that, and, you know, you, I'm sure you heard because I heard uh, a question asked of Lafleur referring to how Buck and Aikman had said that he was exasperated that, that Jones wasn't available. But you heard after the game that basically Jones felt something on Saturday and Brian Engel, their head trainer, and Lafleur and Goody, and they all got together and they decided collectively not to play him. Which, you know, if I'm the head coach, um, one of the problems with that is by Saturday, I got my game plan in. And um, now I got to junk it, and now I got to figure out how I'm going to do things differently without this guy available to me. And so, again, I don't, I'm not sure if. Matt LaFleur did a great job of handling that? Probably not, right? But I definitely feel like, you know, when you have a plan and then something like this plays out the way it does, that does throw your play calling for a loop. And they weren't good enough tonight. And his play calling, there were moments where clearly he did not have things dialed up. I thought he was very conservative in terms of his play calling, more so than I was expecting him to be. Well, I think he was kind of scared but, of Max Crosby. And and rightfully so, right? But, you know, I, I, and, and I, don't, I haven't watched it back yet. I was writing, but I would be curious to see, you know, I know Rashawn Gary had the one sack, but I'd be curious because Rashawn Gary was playing roughly like Max Crosby on a, uh, fewer snaps but he was prob- just as problematic coming into the game. And that didn't really stop. I, you know, Jimmy G's not very good, right? We can agree on that. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I, you would like to think that as good as Max Crosby is, and there's no doubt he is. But again, this goes back to the young guys. Like, they had one play where Lafleur was asking two tight ends to block him, right? For one to hit him early and the other one to come across and hit him. Uh, I think it was Sims and Musgrave that were supposed to come and and they didn't get it done. Like that would be an instance where when you hear Matt LaFleur say in press conferences, we have to take a look at what we're asking our guys to do. That would feel like an example of where you might be saying, I should not have asked them to do that. That was a mistake by me. Jason, we certainly appreciate the time. Go get some sleep because we're going to talk to you nice and bright and early tomorrow morning. Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. All right, fellas. I appreciate you. Take care. Be good. Jason Wilde joins us each and every Green Bay game night. For over four decades, one name has stood